John 14, 6. Um, if you want to turn there really quick, I have one verse I want to talk about, and then I'm going to do my last thing. Um, <clears throat> I began about five weeks ago a thing called School of the Spirit, um, and it was what Jesus says about the Spirit is the primary thing. He says five things about the Spirit in John 14 through 17 that are the greatest things ever said about the Holy Spirit. And um, I just encourage everybody, if you're going to walk the Christian life, you must learn how to listen to, respond to, transcend the culture, transcend the chatter, and listen to the Holy Spirit. That that. The great reward of your salvation is God himself. Jesus actually saved you so you would get the Spirit. You were lost because you didn't have the Spirit. Yes, sin, but it was really, you were dying, and that's what's on the whole race now, because we lost the tree of life. The tree of life was the source of eternal life for Adam and Eve and would have been for the whole race of men if they hadn't fallen. When they're kicked out of the garden, the penalty is not just pleasure in a nice place. You need to go out there where there's thorns. The penalty is primarily uh, that they lose the tree of life. They cannot get in to partake of it anymore. And so Jesus, it says in John 1, 4, in him is life, and that life is the light of men. He died to pay for your sin, but that was the emergency plan, the means to the end. The end is getting you life, and the life is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is is your life. He, when I talk about the Spirit, I, I'm, I'm always concerned because I really think the Baptist people think I'm about to ready to talk about tongues or the gifts, the evangelicals. That's, that's not my, my point in talking about the Holy Spirit. It's about the person of the Holy Spirit. He will, the gifts are easy. The fruits will manifest themselves. You just got to learn how to be rooted in the Spirit. And to me, the greatest stranger, I agree with Francis Chan and many others that have made this observation, that the Holy Spirit is the neglected leader of the church. Really is. And I, again, I don't mean the gifts. That's easy. I mean, honestly, cessationist people who don't believe in the gifts, they're having the gifts. Baptists who don't even are having dreams at night. I've talked to them before. And it's just, it's going to happen if you're in the spirit, okay? The issue is how are you dealing with his lordship? How's your conversation increasing with the person of God? Or how's your inner dialogue, listen, and response to his leadings and his checks? So here's the deal. I want to tell young men and young women and men and women that the power over over sin is not found in your great effort and great restraints. The power over sin is found one way, and that's under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, anyone who's led by the Spirit will not gratify the desires of sinful nature. And the issue is never, your biggest problem isn't that you want to gratify the desires of your sin. Everybody does. That's never what you're supposed to work on is stopping that, I think. I think you're supposed to focus on responding to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. How do I stay under his leadership at 11 o'clock at night while I'm on my cell phone and I'm weak? How do I stay under his leadership when somebody offends me and I've got to forgive them? This is the bada bing. Because he's the one who will always come with the right response. And so I'll talk about it in a minute, but my house of prayer mission in the whole body of Christ is around the increase of the leadership of the government of the Holy Spirit. This is what you need for your Christian life. I want you to read your Bible. You need your Bible. Read your Bible. Memorize your Bible. <clears throat> but 
But you can memorize your Bible without the Spirit, and you'll turn into just a Pharisee. Does everybody know that's possible? I'm pro, I had someone say, you're acting like you believe the Holy Spirit is greater than the Bible. I couldn't believe they made that. I looked at it and said, of course I am. One is God and one is the words from God through men. I'm not demeaning. I love the, I'm a Bible guy. But this Bible was written by the Spirit to lead me to the Spirit to understand the ways of the Spirit. Does that make sense? So I just so hope we all become students of the person of the Holy Spirit. How's your dialogue going? How are you responding to his lordship? How are you doing in training your children how to respond to his leadership? That's so important. So there were five statements. I covered statement one, which is in John 14, 16 through 17. Powerful stuff we did about two, three weeks ago. We broke down two verses, and I took a little bit to go. And I'm going to look at one verse. Number two was this one. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send on my name, he will teach you all things. And bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. All I want to do is massage this verse for just a moment, okay? This, this verse from God, the Son, <laughs> greatest teacher ever, prophesied to you what one of the things the Spirit would do with you. So, but the helper, the comforter, the advocate, that word is parakletos. It's actually one who comes alongside this is the word given to the third person of the Trinity, the one who comes alongside you, that's helping you, that's your primary leader, primary friend, the parakletos, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, the Father God's great gift to you is through salvation to give you the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit will always come in alignment with the name and the nature of Jesus Christ. Anything opposite of that is that you should stay away from. The Spirit comes in alignment with the name and the nature of the Lord Jesus Christ. His primary job is glorifying Jesus in your life. You know you're growing in the Holy Spirit, not if you speak in tongues more, but if you're growing more Christ-like. I've seen people who speak in tongues a lot who can't forgive people that are bitter to them, can't get over certain sins. Can't. I'm just saying this, that becoming more Christ-like is the primary manifestation of the leadership of the Spirit. And so he, the Father's going to send him in the name of Jesus, focused on Jesus, and he'll do this. What will he do? He will teach you all things. I love the word all. I'm always circling the word all. In the great commandment that we would love him with all of our heart, all of our mind. I'm like, all? What is, you know, it's an amazing word. Pas, P-A-S is the word in the, in the Greek, but it means everything. And so what it says here, or Jesus says, is the Spirit will teach us all things. What does that include? Just spiritual things, right? Church things. I don't think so. I think the Holy Spirit is the great teacher of everything in life. Body, soul, and spirit. Money, your greatest teacher, Holy Spirit. About sex, your greatest teacher, Holy Spirit. He wants to talk to you about your sexuality. He wants to have conversations with you, whether you're single or you're married, about your sexuality. Most of us are talking to God about our sexuality post-failing. That's, that's, that's a bummer. 
You need to enter into dialogue with the Spirit and say, how do I steward this appetite? How do I walk out this thing? Sanctify it, move in me, and teach me how to walk with this. Money, relationships, marriage, the Spirit of God wants to talk to you and teach you. So, if you're listening to a teaching, I know this is basic. You will not be taught by anyone unless you listen and pay attention. Everybody agree? That was astounding. Somebody write it down. I should do a book, right? That's just a stunning revelation. This is what's not happening, though, in most believers' lives. We're calling on the Spirit when we get in trouble, and we'd like for Him to do something fantastic. He's perpetually with me, being ignored most of the time. And what you've got to do is call your soul to attention, to listen, pay attention, and process the best you know as he speaks to you. I promise you, he's speaking to every one of you if you're a believer. He's teaching you, he's wooing you, he's having conversation with you about your thought life, about every dimension of your person. Jesus said he'll teach us about all things and he will bring into remembrance everything that Jesus said. Thank God that he inspired the apostles to write down those words, but your greatest memory power is found in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can suddenly, so I've heard people say, I can't remember Bible verses. Well, I understand that. Some, that's one of my talents. I have a freak memory about the Bible. It's a talent so I can do my job. That's all it is. But I don't think I'm the only one that gets to remember Bible verses, the principles, the truths of them, because this isn't really about the power of memory. Right here it says the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance. So if you'll listen, he knows the Bible fairly well. Does everybody understand that? The greatest theologian on the planet is the Holy Spirit. And he wants to have conversation with you. So I just want to say this. He'll remind you. And secondly, have dialogue with him when you're reading your Bible. Ask him questions. What does that phrase mean? And then listen. Have the dialogue back and forth. And let the Spirit of God be the teacher for you. Um, and the reminder of Jesus' words. So that's all I want to say tonight. I want to encourage you in the school of the Spirit to pull up and let Jesus be, let the Spirit be your teacher. Listen to him. Write down what he says. Remember the phrases. Have an ongoing curriculum that builds that you can articulate. Oh my gosh, this is what the Spirit's teaching me. This is one of my number one, I'll do this last week. One of my number one questions I ask in discipleship. What is the Spirit saying to you this week? What do you... I used to say, where are you reading? I like that. Sometimes they're connected. I hope they are. But the big thing I want to say is what season are you in? What's the Spirit saying to you? Because I kind of want to know what it is, but I mostly want to know that they're learning how to answer that question, how to discern that. Does that make sense? So I get a little nervous when somebody goes, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. The sermon I heard last Sunday was on uh, love. Okay, maybe he was speaking to you there, but I need probably a little more than that. The Holy Spirit is personally teaching every one of you. And it's the most exciting thing. Conferences can't compare. In fact, we would be less interested in conferences if we would belly up to the greatest teaching on the planet, which is 24-7 in your heart. 24-7, the Spirit can teach you. And so, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, bless your people. Take us into the school of Spirit, God. Let us really walk with you in a powerful way. We pray we could hear you. Your full ministry spirit would operate around us and in us. 
I'm asking for those that are here, those that will listen to this later. I pray for young and old alike that you take us to new levels of responding to the leadership of your spirit. God, we love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.